This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Hoorah. Yeah, so we've gone, we've gone traditional again. We're back to, back to the A-team. Mm. Uh, you can uh, text us on A1215 if you have anything to say, even if you don't, really, to be honest. And you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. I would say that Twitter is the natural home for the people who don't have anything to say, but uh, that would just be me. We've got to to change our attitudes to the social network. Well, exactly. Do we? Yes. We have had um, a text in. This is from Stuart, who says, Hi, Frank. I just wanted to say that thank you for telling my joke to Craig Revel Horwood on Room 101. Yes, it was me who sent it to you, and hearing you relay it to him really made my year. I can't believe you still remembered it. That is all. Stuart Leatherland from Leicester. Can I say that I, um, I, I did credit this? Yes. I, I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't get me down as a Joe Pasquale. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I said that I didn't, I didn't get Don't get name. anyone down as a Joe Pasquale, in fairness. But I said to Craig Revel Horwood that um, someone had texted in a joke about him for the radio show, so I don't, please don't ever brand me as a joke thief. And uh, it was the one about... Um, uh, it was about the fact that people... Why doesn't he use spray tan as much as he used to? Because people don't like orange revels. Oh. It was. I and I, so I told him that, and I thought he'd be slightly delighted that he, he right. was in a joke, that he'd, that he'd become part of the, the oral tradition. Oh. Levy. And... Uh, <laughs> He was. Uh, he said, "I actually find it very offensive." I mean, it was. It was. Oh, it was. No. It was great. Oh, he really, it was great. Yeah, he, he took a guinea. I thought he did. I uh, think he'd have a hard trouble suing. Someone suggested I was orange. Yeah. I, well, I read an interview with him when he said he's only ever used spray tan once in his life. Mm. But mm. perhaps he means it's just perpetually on. <laughs> it's like a car wash entrance to his house. I think that might have been a Bill Clinton defence. What he means is he uses another form of tan. But I liked him. He was very charming. And um, and I met his mum after and we talked about toilet paper for 20 minutes. Really? Oh, mm. Aussie lady. Was she nice? Yes, it was all about whether it should be pointing out or pointing in. Oh, yeah. Toilet out, paper. Out from the wall. Uh, men think out, women think in. Oh, is that right? Yeah. What, yeah. adjacent to the wall? Yes. No, oh, it's tidier that way. Yeah, because I, I think women feel, they need, feel the need to secrete, whereas we project. Really? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, um, that was, that's the psychological, my own psychological analysis. That's, those are not the official thoughts of Absolute Radio, if that's what anyone is uh, <laughs> thinking about. So, um, yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you uh, enjoyed that. Also, Frank, we've had another text in from Alison Marsh. There's a child I'm worried about because um, I just wanted to tell you that we love the show so much so. Sorry, praise slipped out there. So much so that my 13-year-old daughter has started coming out with Emilyisms. She tells her boyfriend and any other male they are filthy creeps. <laughs> well, it's always... I mean, you're in with a shout with any male. Yeah. And often says, oh, that's right up your strata. <laughs> oh, that's great. Mm. And she's perfected my tone of voice. Good. Well, I'm seeing her as a sort of uh, an Emily in waiting because, let's face it, Emily won't be able to go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to pass the mantle down. Frank. Yeah, she could come yeah. in and shadow. I'll have to pass the Hillary mantle down. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great to have uh, have this this girl coming in and sort of uh, watching you work and then gradually phasing her in? Well, we could open it up to a wider pool and do like a sort of find me a Dorothy, but we could. We yeah. Could have some Hang kind on, why are you getting rid of me? <laughs> Actually, uh, I, I believe Craig Revel. Paul would ask me to find him a Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> also, um, just a PS there, Frank, a postscript, Alison Marsh. Can I make a night's move on Frank if he's ever in Leafy Rygate? I just thought I'd read that out. You don't often get a night's move, I never, I never, ever get a night's move. Um, no. I don't know if I've ever been to Rygate. Mm. But I like, I like the fact that it's uh, leafy. Well, now you've reason. Yeah. Maybe I'll go there in autumn and then I'll have uh, plenty of uh, humus to walk upon. Mm. Is that what it's called? I believe that's what um, decaying vegetation, when it's, when it's become um, a sort of organic carpet, is called, isn't it? Hummus. I think it's hu- hu- humus. 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 Hum- Someone will tell us because <laughs> oh, yeah, our, our readers sure. know everything. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm right. Am I going to find that I've been walking on some sort of Greek dip all these years? <laughs> How very embarrassing. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank 650. Craig Revel Horwood, thanks for the tip. Ah, yes. Now, this is based on that well-known um, <laughs> trope I'm so fond of, where you yes. say, do you know Vanessa May? No, but thanks for the tip. Mm. <laughs> do you know Victoria Wood? No, but thanks <laughs> for the tip. So that would suggest that his name is Craig Revel Hoare. Yes. But, you know, I like it because I, he's working with it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if you don't take out those little e- exploratory e- e- extra steps, you never create the, the new exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah, this is, this is what I was explaining to the people at NASA earlier this week. <laughs> I love uh-huh. your work with them. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, it's, I'm only a consultant, but I, I think we get work done. Yeah. So, here's the thing. I was walking along, um, well, I was actually, I was on Whitehall oh, yeah. oh. this week. And um, as you probably know, I'm, uh, I'm leading a... A, a large protest outside Number Den- Downing Street about um, some of the political things going on in Sri Lanka at the moment. Right. I'm not. No, I didn't no. think you were. I don't know if there is anything Playing going on game. in Sri Lanka. No, it's all calmed down now. I'm going there right? soon. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, that all there. No, you just like hanging out, out in Whitehall. You're like those Bieber fans outside the hotel. You hang outside oh. Downing Street. Just in case, yeah. yeah. Just in case he, uh, he dangles a, a small child over the balcony. A <laughs> 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 la, la Jacksonian. Actually, what about um, Jermaine? Do you think that Jermaine changed his name to Jack- Jermaine Jackson? So now it's instead of S-O-N, oh. it's S-U-N. Oh, oh, has he? Because um, he wants to suggest that he emanates light in, in some way. Oh. Did you not know that? I did not know that. Yeah. No, uh... I thought he should have gone the whole hog and gone for Jamoon mm. Jackson <laughs> and then covered the two, the two major uh, representatives good, of day yeah. and night. I mean, I'm, I'm mainly furious that I missed this news. I'm going to have to check my Jermaine Jackson news app. Well, if I was Jermaine <laughs> Jackson's um, chief advisor, one of my main um, written-in-ink ad ages would be don't change the name Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> because without that, Jermaine, we are nothing. Yeah, exactly. But, but um, I think he's had a falling out with the family. You know, It's, it's a shame, because they're a lovely, seem a lovely family. Yeah, they've always mm-hmm. gone on so well, haven't they? Yeah. Um, I think it was a, who owns the glove. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know that? So oh, many yeah. families torn apart by that debate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Certainly those who take part in falconry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I was walking down Whitehall and a chap came up to me and he said, oh, oh I, I saw you the other day. Um, and I, I didn't say anything, but I, wanted to, I really wanted to come over and say something to you. And I said, oh, okay. He said, I wanted to tell you this. He said, I, I think you'll, you'll like this. He said, I was really down. I felt really miserable 
And I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. He said, no, 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 hold on. He said, so I thought I'll have a look on YouTube mm. and look at a bit of comedy and see if anything can turn me round. And I thought, oh, that's, you know, mm. nice. And he said, so, um, he said, I saw this, uh, he said, I clicked on, and um, it was Eddie Izzard, mm-hmm. he said, uh, talking about Darth Vader. Oh, well, that's all right. Did he find any comedy, though? He said, oh. um, <laughs> that is so wrong. <laughs> and he said, um, he said, oh, man, it really, really cheered me up. It was, ah, oh, it's just one of the, have you seen it? It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh. And I thought, okay. Uh, did he know wait, what but, you did? Yeah. Did he think I was Eddie Izzard? <laughs> I was wearing an elaborate ball gown. And you were in, wh- and you were in Whitehall, and Eddie loves a bit of politics. That's true. But I was wearing my free Sri Lanka ball gown, which I <laughs> wear just for the protest. No, well, I love Eddie Izzard, mm. and I love that routine, but I thought, why are you telling me this? And, yeah. he, and uh, he said, oh, it's so brilliant. He said, I thought maybe you could um, expand on it a bit. Now, what, what do you mean? That's frowned upon, isn't it? That's frowned yeah. upon. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of, you know, the way people take up the work of a dead novelist? Yes. You know, the unfinished work. Yeah, that seems fine, doesn't it? But if I went on stage and said, you know that Eddie is art, maybe <laughs> no. I could open the show yeah. with, with that on VT and then go on and say, and I'll tell you what else Eddie could have said that would have been good. So that's what that's Actually, that's that plan. is what our Keith does quite a lot of the time. No, but uh, Keith is, uh, at least he's, uh, he's developing it himself. This mm. But, but um, I mean, I'm glad, I'm really glad it cheered him up, but I was so certain it was going to be something of mine. I mean, I was so certain. I was bracing, I'd, I'd adopted the um, polite humility face. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone Venga Boys, you see, 100%. Yeah, I, that's what I thought it was mm. going to be. Oh, there was a thousand things flashing through my head mm. of mine that he could have seen that would have cheered him up. Mm-hmm. That was incorrect, as it turned out. It was, uh, yeah, so um, what I'm wondering is uh, what cheers people up, because it's quite a mechanical thing to do. If mm-hmm. I'm feeling a bit down, I'll have a look on YouTube. You like mm. a tree, don't you? You like a tree, you've told us. I do, like, I, like, I do I like to sit with my back against a tree. That's one of mine. Yes. Which is quite mechanical. But, you know, if I was doing that, I wouldn't then go up to, let's say a hedge <laughs> and say oh, I'm glad I've seen you because I was spinning really down the other day and I was I was cured by not by your species but by a tree um, maybe you can expand into a tree and then I can sit under you I imagine that I think that hedge would have every cause to be offended <laughs> this is Frank Skinner Absolute Radio we were talking about how we cheer ourselves up, I think, mm. is, is basically... Rather than things that randomly come to us that cheer us up, but when you actively think, I'm going to cheer myself up... I used to do it with confectionery in oh. the old days. Yeah. There was two... I had two mainstays. I'd either go licorice all sorts or dime bars. Mm. Is this post-booze? Because a lot of uh, post-booze people go for sugar, don't they? Well, obviously, the, when I drank... It's a replacing that, of the sugar. Obviously, that's how I cheered myself up at all yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, I had a number I used to call quite often <laughs> if I needed cheering up. <laughs> Lovely. But um, I... Uh, I'm, now I'm frightened to becoming like one of those people who can't get off the toilet. They're so fat, you mm-hmm. know. Um, we spoke recently, I think, about, about how, how obesity isn't what it was. It used to be about falling out. It's about... Oh, yeah. Being mm. trapped. 
<laughs> trapped in a, in a in a mountain of flesh. It's about, so, being, it's about being on Channel Five, essentially. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't do those anymore. Uh-huh. Sadly, Frank, I have a little ritual oh, to cheer you? myself did, up. Didn't he do um, a what bopaloo bobble up bamboo? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I do. It's three stages. Firstly, because um, I love being warm, I don't like the cold. Mm. So I put my pajamas in the tumble dryer for about seven or eight minutes to make them really toasty and warm. Oh, that's all uh, right. Yeah, I put them on. If only I knew how to work the tumble dryer, <laughs> or even if we had one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> then Frank, I make myself a little hot chocolate. Nice. Love that. Then I put on one of my favourite programmes, Don't Tell the Bride. Oh, I love that show. And the schadenfreude in it cheers me up, because my favourite thing is when the girl... You know, the man picks the dress for the girl. I don't, I don't know the show. I've got to be straight with you. Oh, guys, you've got to see it. The man picks... He does the whole wedding. He does the whole wedding for the girl. Whoa. And then he always, <laughs> he always gets the dress completely wrong. And of course. She, she tries it yeah. on and she goes, I hate it, I hate it. He doesn't know me at all. There's yeah. this horrible scene. Oh, please watch it. Because I think I think Kath's a fan of Don't Tell the Bride. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Kath likes um, all rubbish television. <laughs> no, this is this is good. No, but I mean, you know, I, when I say rubbish television, it's more of a genre than than a uh, yes than a value judgment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my little ritual. Frank. I think it's actually list, it's listed on uh, on on Sky um, anytime as rubbish television. No, Can't be good. all that stuff. Yeah. What That'd does the good. cockerel do? I have various techniques, but. Uh, one of them, and this sounds contrary, but one of them is is my general fatalism because obviously at any point I think things could be worse, and that's quite a cheering thought mm. in its own way. My wife worries about my fatalism, but I I think it's actually a companion that helps you see the bright side of things. <laughs> it's, I know, it genuinely yeah. does. I haven't thought of that. I mean, some people, of course, they console themselves with the uh, misery of others. By saying, you know, well, well look at those mm. poor people who are blah. I've always thought well, that's a bit wrong, isn't it? Well, I have a version of that, but it's not like that. Like, for instance, the last few weeks, I've been stuck on the motorway late at night, and it's delayed my journey home. And I've seen the guys doing the roadworks at two mm. in the morning, mm. and I've had a little look out and thought it's tempting to be moody because this is delaying my journey by an hour. But I'm in a nice warm car with a full belly because I've ordered room service and then I've done a gig. I'm not digging up the road on the M6. Good, this is brilliant. Good. See, I look at them and think, oh, you see, I never get free high vis. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think they're allowed to take that high vis home and wear it. <clears throat> oh, they're uh, definitely yeah. keeping yeah. for riding which, their bikes. Know, which, if exactly, they for the cyclists, it's a boon and all free. <laughs> but I have another so one. So I think they're quite... better off than I am. I have another one that's not on quite it. so mean spirited. I try and do it to somebody who sort of thinks that they're above me in the food chain. Mm. So, like, I'll see a Boorish businessman at Euston Station on the phone coming out of TM Lewin where he's bought his four. I wish you could see the cockroach's face when he's telling me. He's in, in full fifth gear grimace. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll see him, and he probably thinks his life's amazing and that it's better than mine, and I'll see him and think. At least I'm not that guy. That's my thing. I okay. try and think, at least I'm not that guy. So you use uh, contempt for other people yeah, to get, yeah, to get absolutely. through. Absolutely. absolutely. I, I'm starting to think licorice all sorts wasn't, wasn't <laughs> so bad <laughs> as a choice. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yes, so that was, uh, we talked about cheering up. No one's texted us about how they cheer themselves up. But no. that's all right. No. I sometimes think people it might cheer not themselves be fit up for by broadcast. no, exactly. <laughs> Knowing our listeners, 
I'll tell you what I, has cheered me up, is I've now reached the level where I've got enough socks and pants that I don't have to think, this is going to have to be a two-dayer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've, I bought some extra pants, and I did a, oh. a, I've done a couple of TV series which always ops my socks content. Do they buy you socks, do they? Well, you get socks to wear on stage, and I, nev- I never give them back. I always think, you, you don't want to wash socks, do you? And I, free socks is like one of, one of the great joys of life. Oh. I've also discovered, remember I used to wear um, Calvin Classics, which is the cheap version <laughs> I'll of never forget. <laughs> I've now discovered a new type of very cheap pant called um, <laughs> authentic underwear. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, Anything with authentic in I the know, name. It's a particularly fine title. And it suggests yeah. that the others are some sort of phonies. I d- I Where do you get the authentic underwear? underwear? Is, it a, is it a market purchase? I think this, this was a Primark. I've got to be straight oh. with you. Are they a boxer? Um, a boxer brief? Yeah, they're, they're, they're a boxer. And at the Fly moment, button. after three washes, the elastic is still connected to the rest of the material, which is what I find what happens is I'm pulling them up and um, basically my waistband becomes a boob tube mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it just separates from the from the pad. So it, that makes me happy that I think, oh, I've got some... Like, for example, the washing machine broke last week, so the cleaner couldn't do the washing. I'd got enough socks and pants. I could, I can do two weeks. Yeah. I'm just glad you're adding to Buzz's inheritance. <laughs> yeah, well, he will. I, He'll t- never want I've pants. Got, I have got pants from the 80s. <laughs> Honestly. I remember seeing a, 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 a thing about uh, Elvis once, and uh, they said, they were talking about the women he used to go out with in his early days, and, and one of the, Lamar Fike said, hell, I got, I got underwear older than her. Uh-huh. And he meant it. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so that's how it goes. So that's, uh, that cheers me up. Um, I, I think we should probably uh, talk about the big story of the week, though, shouldn't we? That, uh, that little, that little lovely. Are you talking about Justin Diva? I am. <laughs> oh, a little him. lovely. Cute... Are they calling him Diva? Justin Diva, they call him. Oh, mm. but he's that's... he's been like he's had a he's right been week. like three big news stories mm. this week. I yeah. suppose that's that's his job to uh, to publicise himself. But well, we uh, should remark. So the first one, he turned up. Was it two hours late? Two hours late. Yeah. At a concert attended by people after your age of nine. Yeah. I have to say, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate. Are you? What? Darkest hair has been dropped. (laughs) (laughs) That's a shame, because I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. What say you? (laughs) Apparently, Bieber and his people say that he wasn't two hours late. He was about 40 minutes late. And even that, he should apologise for, and he has. But, you know, he's saying it wasn't two hours. But it, it all feels like more once it's past your bedtime, though, doesn't it? So those people that are at there that was gig, we have to say there was talk of him probably... having a tantrum and playing yeah, video tantrum. games. Yes. And unfortunately for him, he did tweet uh, when he was meant to be on stage, didn't he? Did About he? half did nine, it? ten o'clock, which his management then deleted. Oh, really? And I have the tweet here in my hand. Oh, um, tell would, us. Would tell council us. like to hear it? Yes. <laughs> He did. He posted a tweet at 9.30 saying, me and Scooter Braun have been going under the rafters and grabbing people's lets. He meant legs. And, I think and, he also meant <laughs> Scooter Braun and I. <laughs> yeah. And seeing them freak out. Ha ha, prankster on the loose. Prankster on the so loose. So he was there. That he was, was at just, quarter to ten. He was just oh. underneath the, uh, the, the seating area. Yes, yes. Having hijinks. Mm. 
I mean, in a way, it's surprising that hijinks hasn't um, affected a teenager's career before, <laughs> really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm I suppose, a big believer, um, but I didn't expect hijinks. Yeah. Well, I find the whole thing unbelievable. Believable. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable. Do you think when he reads the tabloid headlines about himself, he goes, "Oh, I don't believe it." I again think, and again. I think, every day. I think they're read to him. <laughs> I think he sits cross-legged on the floor. He gets the tabloid headlines as a warm-up and then it's straight into Stig of the Dump. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Bieber the in that. the morning, Bieber in the <laughs> night, you give me Bieber. <gasps> <gasps> he cited, Bieber, Bieber cited his reason for being late. Well, he didn't cite this. An aide said that apparently he wanted to have a shower. That was one of the reasons. There was a lot of speculation Good flying thing. around. Well, look, even if he was only... Showering. Yeah, but 40 minutes. What kind of a shower is that? Two yeah. hours, I heard. Or not two 40. hours. Don't and tell. one fan who had paid to meet him said she asked for a hug and he said, I don't have time. He's a busy man. I like the idea that it's a time issue. can't hug every teenage girl in the hugging. country, can he? He's wanna, got stuff to do. I'd want to... Uh, I'd want to know more about that fan before I condemn him. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's wanna... like when that guy asked Frank to sign his arm and Frank didn't look that keen. No. <laughs> no. Well, sometimes a, a hog is, a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big step. Yeah. Not for me, it's not. Frank, <laughs> people are saying he's only 19, though, but that's old now. Well, it's not old, is it? It is. Bill Gates founded Microsoft when he was 19. There's no excuse. 19 is. Really? Yeah, he did. He's yeah. an adult. He was oh, going yeah. to meetings with lawyers with briefcases. Yeah, but he probably didn't have 35,000, like, teenage girls worldwide screaming at him everywhere he went. He wouldn't have got quite so much computer work done then, would he? Yeah, but I, I don't know. I like, um, I like absolutely manufactured pop stars. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I think that's... I think with pop music, because it doesn't matter, mm. it means you might as well get exactly what you want. I, th I really want computer-generated. Mm. That would be nice. I, I want someone like... Do you remember Anna Nova? Yes, I do remember Anna Nova. Anna Nova was like a computer-generated newsreader that used to be on the early days she of the She was internet. very up your strata, Frank. She was, mm. yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think you should be able to, you know, tweak a bit. And uh, No, I meant the, the way they look. Uh -huh. And, uh, oh. you know, all Max Headroom. Yes. So you can just... Because do we need to involve human beings in pop music at all? We've got auto-tune and, <laughs> and all that. And I, the trouble is, if you have too much reality... In in a, in a musical um, thing, you end up with Lemmy. Yeah, mm. I'd rather have uh, Bieber. Well, yeah, I also like the fact that he's obviously the most terrible brat <laughs> 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 because he's entitled to be. You know, it's a hard odd thing to be to be yeah, a child yeah. star like that. If he wasn't, can in I the just first say, place, if my niece Mimi is listening, I, we know not what we do <laughs> or say. I apologise. She's but she went to the concert. She loves him. Well, I, my. Um, the woman who teaches my baby to swim, Margaret, mm. I was in... It's me and four mums and mm. our babies in the water. And uh, she was saying that she'd gone to see um, Bieber the night he fainted. You know, he fainted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As you know, I Got don't believe there's any such thing as fainting. No. <laughs> I think what it is is a decision to fall over. <laughs> Frank, his spokesman said Justin got quite light of breath. Yeah. Which oh. sounded like Wordsworth. I quite... Is, is that his spokesman? <laughs> yeah, he... Um, and she, uh, she said that her daughter had said that as he staggered off stage, he fell into the arms of someone in the wings, which I oh. so oh. marvellous. Oh, but there was part of me, even though I despise him, that thought, I wish that had been me. Because mm. he's lovely. Isn't he? 
He, he wears authentic underwear, I hear. <laughs> yeah. Does he really? <laughs> well, I've seen his underwear because he texted a picture of himself from hospital mm-hmm. in which he'd managed to construct I himself. he meant to you for a no, minute. No, no. It's a picture to prove he was in hospital. And he, you know the gown, the, the normal surgical yeah. gown, he'd sort of pulled that down to his waist yeah. so you could see his white pants. He is such a minx. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I have returned. Hello again. I'll tell you one thing about um, uh, this proposition that we just had, that uh, Bieber wears authentic underwear. I think, you know, his most recent... He's been in three big news stories this week, Mm -hmm. and yesterday's was his uh, altercation with a pap. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, He started running at him, trying to kick off a little fight. But in the teenage way, he had his... Mm. He had his jogging pants right down below his his uh, his, his, his underwear, like yeah. right right below his below bum. his authentics. Yeah. Now, I know he's only a teenager, and that's how they wear them. But surely they pull them up for a fight. Surely you would want. I don't know. I think they spring out of them for a fight, like uh, like a cat out of a, a a small container. See, I think if I was him in that van before he ran out and lunged at the pap, I think I would think right. The first thing I'm going to do is jump to my feet and then pull my trousers up, and then I'm going to go for him because I don't want to. I don't want these falling down in the middle of an altercation. It's well, a different, it's, it's, it's an age gap point. thing, isn't it? It's if an age I had gap. Uh, four minders, I'd be lunging at people all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they'd hold me back, and I'd lunge again, and they'd hold me back, yeah. and I'd say, you just think yourself lucky that my people mm. aren't, yeah. I mean, really, he's the boss of those minders, isn't he? He could say... He ran out of that I people carrier. What'd you see? What'd you see? Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. There was there was some category C swear words used uh, inevitably, well, uh, and I'm no. afraid we you see that I, that's wrong because uh, you know he's got very young fans. He needs to remember that. <laughs> Do you think he does? Mm. I, he, although he's very very beautiful, mm-hmm. I think um, <laughs> you know it's what's inside that counts. And he, he, he but he's, also he's got some growing up to do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Newsflash, everyone is beautiful when when you're 19. It's all downhill from no, there. No, that's not mm. true. You Bill Gates was. Oh, no. You, you <laughs> weren't <you laughs> in my class. <laughs> I, must, I must get them up on um, um, Friends Reunited. I'll prove that wrong. <laughs> well, you're a big fan still of Friends Reunited, aren't you, Frank? I've actually put money into it recently. <laughs> Um, in fact, I've basically split my my uh, my life savings between that yeah. and uh, MySpace. <laughs> I like to think you know you got to get in early on these trends. Yeah, that's the way I see it. Um, Frank, um, yes. Well, we've had a missive in okay. from Barry, and this is um, from about th- from a person or from the island. Oh, of Barry? Very no, good. good question. No man this is an is, island. Um, from <laughs> a character named Barry. Uh, okay, he's from Benfleet. He says, oh, well, I know Ben Fleet well. Do you? <laughs> yes, I do. Isn't he on GMTV? No, oh. it's, a, it's, a, it's a sort of Essexy, not far from South Endy kind of. Oh, he's yeah, in that brown leather coat I wear sometimes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I got that from a, from a shop that, that has sort of sells off nice clothes cheaply. That was in mm. Ben Flick. Probably not there anymore. <laughs> I love um, that story. No, it is. It's one of the greats. So I'm putting it right up there with Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. This is an. E- I don't know if we have time for this, Frank. We, but perhaps we don't. Inv- because oh, what I will say is oh, it involves a, a cockerel sighting. Oh well, then we'll, we'll definitely come back to this because um, I'd walk a million miles for a cockerel sighting. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio.
This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 81215. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, it just feels like we're talking to black foam hanging in front of our faces. And um, you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute for the Twitterati. Mm-hmm. Hey? You may remember earlier. I say, for the Twitterati. <laughs> Don't think I'm. I, I love it when you get fine. contemporary. Mm. Uh, you may remember earlier, Frank. I trailed a cockerel sighting. Uh, this is from Barry, Barry Dingwall specifically. He says Barry Dingle. Barry Dingwall. Oh, no, it's okay. not one of the Dingles. Okay. I met one of him, one of the Dingles in the nineties. Hello, Frank. One of them had the fullest beard I've ever seen in my life. He was like a cartoon. He was like a Bluto. Oh, is that the from, older uh, fellow? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a beard that was. There was no giving it. <laughs> I was in bed this week watching Sky TV when out of... This is Barry, not me. Mm. When out of the corner of my eye, I spotted something that made me grab the remote and quickly rewind to double-check that I'd seen what I thought I had. It was an episode of Not Going Out and the cockerel was collecting glasses and had to give a funny look to Lee Mack. Mm-hmm. The quality of acting was a joy to behold. Mm-hmm. And I can only assume that when casting Miranda, the relevant people hadn't seen this fine example of a craftsman in action. Surely it's on the show reel. Sadly, <laughs> this was probably the highlight of my week, oh. which says a lot more about me than anything else. Yes. If Alan is ever in the southeast, he can feel free to look me up as Basildon has several £1.99p stores which contain bargains galore. My natural preference for a look-up would normally be Emily, but although a lady of outstanding natural beauty, she seems likely to be a little high-maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's harsh, isn't it? <laughs> Barry from Benfleet. Do you mean it's harsh inferring that I would only go there because of mm. the one pound and ninety nine pen stores? I feel like I'm getting a reputation. Yes. I well. wish I'd seen Cockrell collecting the glasses, Frank. Yes, I I, I never saw that episode. It it is, where was it? It is a fact. I'd like to I, see your funny look at telling uh, that. Well, what happened was I I was doing the warm up on that very project. Oh, and, the, uh, and the proper actor didn't turn up. Is that where this no, story's going? No. Oh, okay. Lee Mack said to me, I uh, I need somebody to do like a little double take and I mm. don't trust a normal extra. No. <laughs> so can you or an it? actor. Yeah. No. And so uh, he, I did the warm-up and played a role in, in the show. You broke through the fourth wall. I had to say to the audience, <laughs> forgive me now, I'm going to have to go off and be in this scene and, uh, and then I'll be back a, with did you. Did you put a costume on for it? Uh, well, I wore for the warm-up, like, trousers and a shirt like the barman oh. would be wearing. Um, and I'm really glad that it has been appreciated because I think it's been sadly overlooked by many awards panels <laughs> since. <laughs> and um, I was also a chauffeur in the series that We Are Clang did, that... Um, you know, Steve, who filled my boots last week? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he gave shouldn't me have one done that. No. <laughs> it's, your own, it's your own fault for leaving them in that, in that corner of the store. Uh, we warned him no good would come of it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so my, my television acting CV goes sort of barman, chauffeur, and Jason the Asthmatic, which we all remember. Oh, my romantic fondly. history as well. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. where to, um, Quo Vardis, where to now with the uh, the acting I think career? it's straight to Hollywood with that CV, isn't it? Surely. <laughs> mm. What, poor no. Hollywood from the Great British Bake Off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's good, we, uh, though. It's nice. I never get any little acting cameos. Oh, not, well, you not were cruelly I... overlooked by the Doctor Who people, weren't you? <laughs> I wasn't so overlooked. <laughs> I was rebuffed. <laughs> I think you would have had a chance in Merlin, and now it's been cancelled. Yes. Sorry about that. 
That's, uh, isn't that the story of my life? No. No. It isn't. The story of my life has been being in the right place at the right time. Mm. So I'm not complaining. I haven't given up Especially with uh, Facebook and Friends Reunited. (laughs) My deal with with, uh, the Who people, I think, is that if I get a part, I won't tell anyone. The Who people? Yeah. I'm oh, calling them that. People think it's Roger Daltrey. Yeah, it's weird. It's really misleading. <laughs> well, the World yeah, Health yeah. Organisation. I, I promise if I cleaned out his trope farm, <laughs> I'd get a place in the programme. Oh. He's still got a trope farm. No, but I tell you what, he's still got a good old torso on him. Yeah. A man really? of that age. Well, really? he does a lot of country walking. I would. Has he, uh, <laughs> has he done the... Has he been doing a lot of sit-ups or something? Is that his thing? No, he's always trend. had a good torso. Yeah, because really? he takes his shirt off on stage, yeah. so you have, you have obligations. Oh, like the Cliff Richard calendar. Obligations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I've, I'm often thinking if I'd done more topless work, it would have given an incentive yeah, for me to, to, to look after myself better. Definitely incentivises a few crunches. As it is, I, I'm... My, if we look at my torso now, I, I took my shirt off in front of a makeup woman and uh, and a wardrobe lady the other oh, day. Oh yeah, always have two in the room, Frank. Yeah, they were both. <laughs> always two. Always have two. <laughs> always yeah. two. You I just think, never know, Don't Frank. worry, I've uh, I look and learn the last six months. <laughs> um, but I look like uh, I, I, my torso now. I look like I'm made from brie. <laughs> oh, I've got that oh, grey, clammy, slightly oh. creased. Look, I look like yeah. I'm like parts of me are falling. I look mm. like my body's mid-avalanche. I know you're uh, saying this is a bad thing, but all that's happening is it making me a bit hungry. I haven't had brie for ages. Oh, Lovely, I thought it? you meant hungry for... <laughs> no, no, no. no. Okay. Two in the for room, brie. two in the for room, brie, minimum. Yeah, two. <laughs> two in the room, that, that was actually my motto on tour. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've had a text in, three, two, one... He says... I was, was that your countdown to your reading? Is <laughs> <laughs> that supposed to create tension? No, I was just channelling Ted Rogers. If I was... You need to give it a bit more... Yeah. Three... <laughs> two, not, not just go three, two, one, but, I mean, you know... Three. Imagine if, if Euston were like that. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one, blast. Oh, well, I wasn't even ready. <laughs> <laughs> Daltry torso, not as good as the bosses. Daltry torso sounds like a Leicestershire village. Yeah. <laughs> I live in the small hamlet of Daltrey Torso. That's good. That he is one fit old man. Who? Do- who? The, the boss. boss. The boss. Springsteen, does yeah. he mean? Or, this, is what three, this is what uh, 321 says. <laughs> not not on about his boss. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's not one of the best, though. There's some, there's some good ones out there. I think yours is pretty fine, Frank. I mean, no. I'm basing it on Venger Boys. Cliff Richards. No, but I've t- Cliff you know, I've Richard, t- now t- you're talking. Cliff Richards, middle-aged torsos girl. I mean, I know oh. middle-ages. What a calendar in. for a man of his age. What I know, I've got it on my wall. <laughs> I, <should hope> so. <laughs> I have. I know you do. <laughs> it was, uh, I, that'll be worth a fortune at some point. Mm. Um, I think, I, well, I have to say, um, in the, uh, the Doctor Who and the Silurians, yeah. John Pertwee uh-huh. ends up wearing oh. a white T-shirt for a lot of the show because he's been doing some medical experiments. And oh, something. yeah. And he looks brilliant. I mean, who'd have thought Pertwee was a... Was Pertwee? A, what, guy, guy's I, ripped. You can see where he gets his name from. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he looks great. I'm, I'm very admiring of, uh, oh. of Pertwee. Um, it's a re- I, and also, I, th- I, I watched some um, Fish Called Wanda the other night. Oh, now, where do you stand on John Cleese's torso? Well, in that, I think it's amazing. 
No. Oh. It looks too much to me, like, oh my God, I better go to the gym. I've got a film oh, really? roll coming up. I can well, always I, tell. Yeah. They look too new, the pecs. They don't sit well in the pe- They don't sit well with them. No, I respect you. See, my, my, one thing about my pecs, they don't look too new. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like box fresh pecs. Oh, um, I, I admire him for that. And, and, and uh, as a woman ever looked more amazing on screen than Jamie Lee Curtis does in that film? Yeah, it's well, a long I'm a, time since I, I've I seen it. I didn't know you were a big fan of, such a big fan of JLC's. Oh, she's always JLC. been. JLC. Mm. She's always been my dream girl. Frank, we've had another text in, 546. We were at the recording of Not Going Out that Kokaliki was in. Really? He was hilarious on and off camera, just saying. The warm-up he did was great. Oh, that's nice. I know it's a bit, it's a bit crazy, but no, I don't mind. I don't crazy. mind praise for the cockerel. I sometimes say the cockerel it. is too down on himself. I do. Oh, I think if you'd never so seen the cockerel live, if you just listened to him, you might think he was awful. <laughs> 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 no, but you always you put yourself down. You say you know tickets still available and oh, all that. I'm, I'm, it's tongue in cheek. I think. It's yeah, but you know, people, and that's hard for a cockerel to do. There's enough people. <laughs> there's enough beak. people um, slagging you off without you joining. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the internet for you. <laughs> no, I just meant dressing room. <laughs> Frank, we've had a text in 740. The word is detritus or detritus, one of my favourites. That's from Brett Garner, Alton, Hampshire. What the word? What? Uh, and <coughs> It's confusing, really, isn't it? Because he doesn't explain what... What it word must be. Is I wonder if it's a to reference to... to the leaves. The yeah, leaves to that we the leaves. Remember, I, I was on about humus and... I, I'm, I'm convinced it's it's humus. But Frank, could you could you give us a steer? Hit? Would you? He says. I detritus. can give you a steer, but <laughs> he says detritus. I'm gonna have to go back to R I R U S. Is it detritus, detritus, or detritus? It's definitely detritus. Well, mm. I had an ex-boyfriend once. Might wanna might wanna buckle up, everyone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, my ex-boyfriend I'm stories. All, I'm already uh, settled. <laughs> and I'd been to his house. We were sort of dating. Are you saying you had an ex-boyfriend or you had a boyfriend? No, what? no, he was my boyfriend at the time. Okay. Well, was he? It was about date three, and I went to the. Um, it's pre- always it pre- tricky, isn't it? Pre- Decide pre- conjugals. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Date so three was pre conjugals. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> um, okay. And so I went to the place, the apartment. Yeah. And I thought there were some wine glasses there. Yeah, that's always good. Excellent. No, but I, I get a bit forensic about these things, <laughs> okay. too. I thought that was a bit odd. Date three, who was there last night? Two wine glasses. No, I, was, I thought they were in waiting for you. Oh. oh, no, they were used, my friend. Oh. yeah. And then um, I also noticed um, a cigarette in the ashtray. He didn't smoke. I thought, oh. who was that? Seemed like the behaviour of a drunken girl. How nostalgic said, that a cigarette in the ash. It was very, the it was very 90s thing yeah. to see. In a house, inside a house. <laughs> I imagine he had like one of those white fur rocks <laughs> that he used to get, the long fur. And I looked at, I stared at those wine glasses for mm. some time. Was there any lipstick traces? <laughs> I didn't get that far. Okay. But guess what he said? He, refer- he dismissed it with a hand and he said, Last night's detritus. Oh, I didn't like that. No, not detritus. I'm not happy with that. <laughs> no. That wasn't what I objected to. Yeah, I, I don't no, mind his philandering. Is... It's his pronunciation I don't like. <laughs> That's a deal breaker, isn't it? If yeah. somebody mispronounces a word. As it was for me. Maybe it's an alternative uh, pronunciation of detritus. I don't know, but I'm not. I don't I don't think it is. It's not going to be an easy texting, is it? Because people no. are <laughs> texting in. It's just the word, isn't no, it? No, they'll have to. I don't know. So and so pronounces it. I don't know it. if there's a phonetics alphabet on your average smartphone. <laughs> 
Anyway, we've had another cockerel spot. Anyway, it's it's humus. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what you walk on when it's bits of old branch and leaf. Lovely spongy, lovely humus. spongy feeling. Humus. Yeah. Thanks, 044, hello, F-A-N-E. Further on the Alan spotting theme, I always wanted a QI recording and the warm-up comedian was one Alan Cochran. Yeah. He worked the crowd with Everywhere. ease and aplomb, crucially making everyone laugh. That is, that is all. Ease well, that and is, aplomb. That is not all. I mean, I was, at one stage in my career, king of the TV warm-ups. I did loads yeah. of it. Oh, but I have never warmed up QI. I've never set foot in the QI studio Oh my studio god, that's ever. most awkward thing. Oh. I suspect what's happened here is this person's oh, been to two dear. recordings and uh, flipped them. So he might have seen one one thing that I did do and he's just crossed them over in his per- in his mind. I imagine I'm uh, or she. Dr Jonathan Miller warms up for QI. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who does that actually, but I, I haven't done it, I promise. I promise you. No, it's, it's alright. Maybe it was a Have I Got News For You or something like that. I've done that. You yeah. don't have a lookalike working, do you? Yeah, yeah, Chris Marshall from My Family. That yeah, guy does. It's the guy that plays Trolls Hartman in The Killing. He does loads of warm-ups now for me. Frank doesn't watch box sets, no, I've told you. Can't. You can't talk about box sets. It gets killing. upset. He does. He likes Carnival, I've got. I like Carnival, <laughs> but that's the only one I've ever liked. <laughs> and that is the bleakest, most dark, religious imagery <laughs> freak show of a thing you've ever seen in your life. What about Broken Bird? That's quite bleak. Broken Bird, I, 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 it wasn't for me. <laughs> But I, I, if anyone, Carnival with an E on the end, I'd really recommend that. Oh, That's yeah. a brilliant thing. Although you'll never sleep again. But, you know, we waste too much time sleeping. I've always thought mm. that. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. It's frankly all about the cockerel this morning. Mm. I don't know. I come back and I feel like everyone's talking about me. At least I'm here. I remember uh, Bernard Matthews uh, offered that to me as a piece of business (laughs) advice. He's talking about the cockerel. (laughs) (laughs) And many Uh, people don't even call me cockerel anymore. I seem to be getting called cockerleaky still on text messages. Well, maybe this heavy cockerel uh, usage (laughs) uh, will put you back on the the right road. We've had an email in about the cockerel. It'll oh um, put you back in the barnyard and take you out of the terrain. <laughs> <laughs> I say about the cockerel, he's mentioned in dispatches. Hi, Frank. Please ask Alan to tell you about his gig in the non-metaphorical Skipton cattle market oh, and the yeah, strange screams we all heard echoing around the building during his set. It was one of the best nights out we've had for ages. It's quiet round here. Despite the faint smell of, and then he uses a category C swear word <laughs> to describe um, human waste. Uh, we can imagine. Or animal uh, waste, yeah. I'm sorry. It's animal, And yeah. distracting sounds of zombie children. I'm one of your podcast readers and listen religiously every week in the workshop. It keeps us almost Hold sane. in the workshop? I don't know. I don't want to investigate too thoroughly. Oh, <laughs> might I be see. a carpenter. Although I'm, I'm imagining, to this later, I'm guessing yeah. that he makes um, griffins... Out of, uh, you know the griffin, the mythical beast? Yes, I'm aware of I think he work, makes models yeah. of those out of sheet metal. Well, hold your high horses, because he goes on to elaborate. Oh. Um, he also says, is an atheist allowed to do anything religiously? Discuss. Mm-hmm. Keep up the good work. P.S. If the delightfully divine Miss M should ever feel the need for a night out at an actual cattle market, tell her to <laughs> wait a minute, think again, it should pass. He could give you a steer. Oh, yeah. lovely, Frank. Very good. However, if you are in need of fine, handmade, bespoke furniture in the Yorkshire area, feel free to get in touch. Sure. 
Well, I'm always in the market for a tall boy. <laughs> well, that, um, <laughs> Again, that certainly always explains two in the, the room, workshop Frank. reference, doesn't it? That's, that's the reveal there. Mm. Oh, so I see, so it's, it's a furniture yeah. workshop. Oh, I can furniture smell the glue. Man. I can see <laughs> the insertion of the dowling in my mind. I, uh, I like this emailer because he's, uh, he's, he's covered several areas. The, his reference to the non-metaphorical Skipton cattle market, he's right. I've done many gigs in, my, in nightclubs that then become metaphorical meat markets. You know, like I lads see. would say, oh, it's a meat market, hey, let's get in there, we'll definitely mm. trap off or whatever, you know. Is that what they say? Those sort trap of lads, off? you know, those sort of lads, yeah. Well, this was an actual cattle market. It's yeah. a cattle market. Uh, the, the lady that showed us around showed us I've backstage where the, the pens are. I mean, it's amazing, but it's got a wooden roof. It's an anomaly as a as a building. So it, um, it started to be used for theatre productions by Barry Rutter's Northern Broadsides. Oh, who, in yeah. a coincidence, I worked for many, many years ago. So what, what kind of parts did uh, did that throw up? I played barman, chauffeur, and Jason the Asthmatic. No, you did not. Um, <laughs> I, Do I you just, play those? In a, in a, are they on a loop? Those three <laughs> yeah, roles. That's all I've got. Oh. <laughs> no, I did some minor roles for them, but it was a really good, fun production. And uh, yeah, I performed at the cattle market. But then I did stand up there last weekend, and it is true. It does smell. It smells of cow dung. Yes, I went. I saw the Rolling Stones at Bingley Hall. Oh, really? Um, it was that tour when he used to have an enormous inflatable. Um, who did? A pendor she used to sit on, uh, Mick oh. Jagger. Oh, right. And uh, Bradford, um, um, Bingley Hall, Stafford, always um, smelt of cow droppings. Mm -hmm. I say oh, droppings. Dear. It's more like an abseil from a cow. And I also like this chap for saying uh, it's one of the best nights out we've had for ages. Brackets, it's quiet round here. Yeah. In that even my fans have a self-deprecating sense of humour. I think he's. <laughs> yes. I, I think he's. I like that about your fans. But it's one of the <laughs> yes. best nights out. But then I think he's he pulled your leg. But it was good fun, and also had one of the strangest uh, dressing rooms I've ever been allocated in oh. my career. Oh, well, hold that, oh. hold that, because I I like a, a dressing room based teaser. That's what I'm worried about. Always two. Yeah, exactly. I always like a teaser in the dressing room, just to get me ready. Some call them a fluffer, I call them a teaser. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Eddie has texted in and he's cleared up a little matter for us. Hi, Frank, Emily and the Cockerel. You are correct, Frank. Humus is the term used for vegetation that has broken down to a point where it has reached stability and will not break down any further. Ah. Not to be confused with hummus, which tastes the same. That is all, Ed. I like the idea that maybe in human psychology one could break down to a point where one stabilises and couldn't break down any further. Mm. Mm. Let's hope that's true. Uh, sorry, can I just... Oh, goodness, five, five, three. That's my secret message for Kerry Katona. <laughs> Go on, carry five on. five three. Wow, Frank! I also saw the stones at Stafford Bingley Hall. My husband Mick was on security, and offered Mick Jagger a pork pie. I sat next to Bianca Jagger. Ah, I wonder how that went. The pork pie offer. Well, yeah. You can't see Mick with a pork pie, can you? No. no. I imagine. We, just well, if he did have it, I think he'd pop the whole thing in at once because of his enormous lips yeah. and mouth. He's so snake. Yeah. Yeah, you he's... say that, but I imagine he lives on plankton. He's got, <laughs> he's got that kind of mouth. He's so snake hip, though. I can't imagine. I think he's no carbs by mouth. He's. I mean, yeah, but even if you allow for no carbs, mm. he's he's like he's bo the bones of his hips are so mm. narrow. I don't mm. know. Who he keeps up a trouser. 
Mm. He must have some kind of system. Braces, maybe. I suppose he must have... Uh, well. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we were, we, I'd like to get to the bottom of skips and mm. cattle, Marky, but who wouldn't? Me too. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd have to do a lot of digging, I'd imagine. Well, um, the, the, the lady showed us quite often in, uh, in the world of comedy, as you know, you're shown, especially in pub gig circuit land, you're shown to what is essentially a broom cupboard or... Or the bit where chefs hang out and it has that smell. Oh. You know that smell? I seem to remember Boris Becker using this story. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, the lady said, oh, I'll show you to the green room, took us up the stairs and put us in the boardroom, which itself was bigger than many gigs I have performed in, wow. and had a table that I would guess would comfortably have seated... 28 people. I mean, oh, lovely. The biggest table. It was just I've, you, was it? It was me and my support act, Mike. But the biggest table I've ever seen in my life was in this boardroom. Oh, the, yeah, that's because you didn't watch Merlin. <laughs> 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 You're right, I didn't. Was, and I'm guessing there were, Huge. There were framed of photographs of like Hereford bulls. Exactly. Yes. exactly. And, 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 and let me predict this they weren't in wooden frames, they were in clip frames. You know yes, those metal I think clip they frames? Be. I can't and someone the shaking hands with a mayor of a lot Skipton. Of that. A There'll lot be of, a mayor, definitely. There are a lot of pictures of men in tweedy type jackets yes. yeah. next to animals that could have been taken at any point in the last 300 years because oh, those men are still wearing. The but there'll be, one, <laughs> there'll be one celebrity visit photo of uh, a, a Hereford bull uh, with a rosette standing next to, let's say, Gabby Roslin. Yeah. <laughs> I've never spotted that, but it might be in the next disgraced M- <laughs> Disgraced MP Keith Bowers, I'm going for. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Is he disgraced? <laughs> no, I only say that because I saw a picture of him once at Forest Mere Health Club on the wall. <laughs> uh, if people had bets on who would be referred to on this show today, <laughs> oh, disgraced. MP Keith Vass, you'd have got good odds. <laughs> good odds, that would have been worth going for. Yes. Well, I was uh, I was in a green room this week. I had an interesting conversation with uh, TV legend Richard Maidley. Oh, I like mm. him. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You're about to tell us about Richard Maidley. Yes, so Richard Maidley came up to me in the green room at um, Graham Norton's Comet Relief big chat show mm. this week. Did the green room have an enormous table or was it just a normal No, it standards? had a, a lot of um, celebrities in it. Oh, Didn't really? It? In a lot. It was almost the opposite heavy. of the green room I performed in. I had last Saturday. No well, celebrities. It's quite a small and, table. And a huge table. It looked bigger because Ronnie Corbett was sitting at it. <laughs> oh. God, I've done a Ronnie Corbett size joke. That, that's, that's brilliant. I'll I do one, in a minute, I'll do one about British rail sandwiches. <laughs> I had, you know, when I last saw him, it's when I watched the England game with him at Buckingham Palace. Anyway, as you were. Boom. So, that's a true story. Good work. So, um, Richard uh, made. Tell us about Richard Maybe. And he's okay. clutching a pair of boxer shorts. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And, and um, not mine. <laughs> Authentic. No, no, they were like stripy ones. And he said, uh, he came up and said, hi, Frank, and all that. And he's actually a really nice bloke, Richard Madeley. And he said... Um, I've got a big soft spot for Richard Madeley. And uh, he said, um, is it at Skipton Cattle Market? <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, oh, I've had to just borrow these off someone because I'm going to wear a, a dress as a joke thing, he said. And the thing is, he said, I don't know if I've ever told you this, he said, but I haven't worn underwear for years. <laughs> he said, he I just find... I, I just find he's it... He's a commando guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And he of said, I just, it, is. it makes sense now, doesn't it? He <laughs> said, I just like the freedom thing, you know. 
And oh. I thought, well, you know, when I hear people talk about the freedom thing, I imagine it's going to be people in khakis in the middle of a jungle waving an armor light, you know, freedom fighters. Mm. But yeah, That's a so, high price to pay for your freedom. I don't want to pay that price. It's, it's a high disgusting. price because um, I find that to change your trousers every day situation. <laughs> And um, I can't, from a dry cleaning point of view, I will not tolerate that. You just want to change the lining. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. What if he doesn't? What if he doesn't change those? Well, surely he does. He'd have a a, a crotch like a tortoise's carapace. (laughs) All I can say is my heart goes out to Judy. And uh, anyway, he said to me, uh, he said, You're looking. looking well frank he said how old are you and i told him and he said oh god uh, is he hitting on you no no he said <laughs> i don't wear underpants but underwear. you're Since looking uh, well we're more or less you? exactly the same age richard madley and i and i said well, you know you look better than me he mm. said no 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 he said we, he said he said the, the secret he said is uh, keep thin and don't go bald wow and i thought that that's it's, it's all right get away with murder if you've uh when i say get away with murder i don't mean <laughs> not thinking of any current news stories in, involving people who are uh, no. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> I um, I uh, I thought well, that's. I said the trouble is the cruel fact about that is the going bald thing. You sort of stop with. You can work at the keeping thing. Well, you can do, <laughs> you can work at the going bald. Have you seen Wayne Rooney's transplant? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we just agreed that we were, were blessed. Well, well, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Is this uh, continuing the theme of what cheers up? You and Richard Madeley just going, well, I lucky, did, aren't we? We've looked out on the I follicles did, like, department. I'll tell you something, and I, I did some bridge bit, uh, mending with example. Do you remember the last oh, time I good. met example? I like, do remember. There was, it was awkward yeah, with yeah. example. I said, I love that single of yours, and it was a different example. Uh-huh. And uh, it was <laughs> a bad example. Yeah, yeah <laughs> if it's worked. And he, I would say, is a very good example. Oh, mm. good. Um, he's a really, again, if I, I'm, I'm saying that they're all nice, but believe me, they aren't all nice people, but I'll, I'll uh, you know, uh-huh. um, Richard Madeley and Example are good examples of celebrity types. And I met his um, his fiancée, the former Miss Australia. Oh, and basically, yeah, we talked about the fact that he wasn't wearing I thought engagement. you were calling him examples like a nana would. Examples. Yeah, mm. and uh, we uh, talked about the, the, the whole notion of why men don't wear engagement rings, you know, this thing. Oh, yeah. Mm. And in America, you can get a thing called a men-engagement ring. Oh. I like the idea. Yeah. I'm always uh, happy for an excuse to have uh, diamonds upon me. Mm. <laughs> Are you? So untrue. <laughs> <laughs> so You're really untrue. bling. I've noted that about you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just saying anything now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the great thing about radio is sometimes you can just sit back, let the mouth go off on its own, and see how it gets on. Mm. It's like you know, it's like your child's first day at school. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I'm with Alan Cocker and Emily Dean, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. On the um, on the web, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was World Book Day. It was this week, which um, seems to me a good uh, mm. a good thing. Yeah. yeah, I like World Book Day. We like books, don't we? We should say shirts. one of the well, books. You have to mm. turn up. The children <laughs> turn up dressed as a character, don't they? A famous literary character. Mm, mm. Let me tell you <clears throat> yeah. something about that. Okay, I. Uh, <laughs> Please I do. passed a crocodile this week. Sorry, I'm a oh bit. I've, I'm a bit Qatari. Mm. I'm not a Qatari. 
No. Um, looking forward to the World Cup in 46 degrees. <laughs> lovely. Can I just say, lovely VIP lounge and that airport. Oh, I Qatari yes. airport. Mm. I've never been to Qatari they airport. pull out all the stops. Do they? Do they? Mm, what, oh. there's an organ? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, that's always missing, I think, in, a, in an airport an organ. lounge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd love a little bit of, I'd love a fugue. Love in, it. In, just when you're waiting for your next I love flight. a few. That's what cheers you often. Anyway, I, I followed... Uh, I didn't follow. I passed a... I'll make that absolutely clear. I didn't follow a crocodile <laughs> of children. Um, I passed a crocodile. You know what I mean by a crocodile yes. of children when they uh, all walk absolutely hand Absolutely. I'm really glad. I've been wondering what you meant when you said I passed the crocodile again and again. <laughs> yeah. I was... Yeah, I was on the Zambezi. <laughs> no, I, and I passed them. And they, they were on... They were off to the South Bank, I'm I'm assuming, as part of that. It was it was World Book Day. Mm. And there was, I would say there was 20 of them, mm-hmm. maybe 26. I knew there was an even number because they were holding hands in pairs. Three of them were in fancy dress. The others hadn't bothered. Oh. Right. At that moment, well, I felt less optimistic about the future of this country. Well, it could have been the parents that didn't know. Well, even if well. it was the parents, I still feel less optimistic about the future mm. of the country. It was, it was a bigger blow to me mm-hmm. than um, how do you know they, they weren't in fact thanks for interrupting me there because <laughs> it did sound like because, you didn't have it sorted um, <laughs> I, I, apparently, I, I, I can only think of the worst things it's possible to mention on breakfast <laughs> but I couldn't do any no but Frank there was a school in Liverpool did you read about that that the children all turned up um, in Liverpool kits because they said Stephen Gerrard had written an autobiography mm. so they, he was a literary figure I think you'll find <clears> that he <throat> spoke to someone who wrote an autobiography <laughs> <laughs> If he even did that. Well, yeah, I just thought it's such a shame. It's lovely seeing these kids dressed mm. up. One had got a cloak on. You know I love a cloak. You'd love a oh, cloak. Yeah, and he, a it cloak. looked like a Dracula cloak as oh, well. Oh, really? And that's how I, was, I was very impressed by that. And there was a couple with tails. That was mm-hmm. it. Oh. Pepper pig tails. I or? mean, it doesn't no. take much All oh, right, long sort of wolf tails. Oh, really? Did you see Kai Rooney as well? Kai Rooney? He went to a lot of effort. Good I effort. I have to say he with Kai Rooney, lot, I have, does. yeah, I have, tr- when I saw the Daily Mail's um, Kai Rooney montage, Kai Rooney is not one word, it's, it's, it's not, it wasn't about pasta. No. Kai, the son of Wayne and Colleen Rooney. Uh-huh. I really thought, you know, you can say what you like about the Rooneys, but I think they're great parents. I do. He, he's in some of the best fancy... Tra- There's a <laughs> shot of her as, oh, as Dorothy. Going. Love it. And he yeah. was as the scarecrow. It's one of the finest <laughs> mother-child pictures I've seen. And I'm talking about a man who studied Renaissance I art, Madonna it. and Child. It was absolutely... It was a it little was, Joan Crawford it was, studio photo, but I like that. It was Gingham style. <laughs> That's what it was. And, oh, man, I, I just thought, how lovely to be the child of the Roonies and get dressed up in different outfits every day. Absolutely brilliant. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We were talking about World Book Day. Mm-hmm. We discussed Kai Rooney. He went as the Mad Hatter. He looked very cute, didn't he? He did, he's, yeah. Uh, and the I wonder if they have a stylist for his outfits because they were so oh, good. They didn't so look like they, they didn't look like Mom was knocking them up out of her. Unless yeah. she's really good at like face painting and arts and crafts and stuff, which she might. No, be. No, they're she's, like me when I go done. to fancy dress and I go to the um, costume designer from the National Theatre. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Um, the OC tweeted. The OC has been name checked. 
the OC tweeted this week that his daughter was going on World Book Day as Jack Reacher from the Lee Childs novels. I'm not um, au fait with uh, Jack Reacher. You're not that, OC? That, that is the... Uh, Apparently. That, what's my job title when I worked at Quick Fit? <laughs> Jack Reacher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a very high shelf. I think that's very fine material. Thank you so much. Apparently there are uh, tales of a daring-do type guy, and they're meant to be... Daring-do? Yeah. They're meant yeah. to be really good, uh, like, buy it in an airport and take it on holiday books. There are a lot of people who... Chewing gum books. I think they're... Airport novels, yeah. They're, they're a bit born identity. I See, I think I... I, I've been meaning to start on them because there's loads of them and they're exactly that sort of book that if you go, oh, I like this one, you'll like them all and that's quite a nice feeling, isn't it? Mm. Knowing that there's tonnes of the same book that yeah. you like. Well, yeah. I really enjoy that. So you know, They're, they're on my to-do to. list. I'm not being snobby about it. I'm col- <laughs> currently reading uh, Day of the Daleks, the novelisation. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. we've talked many times off-air about how much we enjoy a page-turner and it's a skill. <laughs> well, Day, Day of the Daleks... What they, no, you Day can, of the Daleks is no Day of the Triffids, is you it? Can, you can get Come well. On. You say that, so it's very fine. You know, a lot of the uh, the Doctor Who um, episodes are written up as books, mm-hmm. mm. uh, and it's someone's I, got time on their hands. I love it. See, we misfired do. with World Book Day with my son. He went dressed as um, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. It just wasn't appropriate. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't know why no, we did if that. If I had a kid, I'd, I'd say Andy McNabb. Balaclava. Oh, that, that's Cheap, a really easy. easy one. That's perfect. Yeah. Pops your arm in Lawrence of Arabia, tea towel. I do have a kid, but if he was old enough for, for World Book Day, I think I'd say to him, I'll tell you what, let's not worry too much about the uh, dressing up. What about you read a book for World Book Day? <laughs> that's, that really should be the movement. Mm. What they've done here is they thought, well, obviously towards. kids, they're not going to read a book. What about dressing up as, as a sort of a mm-hmm. second base? Do you think twins go as a horse from um, a Dick Francis novel? <laughs> That'd be excellent. Oh. Well, there's horses in all that. I mean, Black Beauty and a Soul. There's a lot of horses in Dick Francis' work. Oh, God. Yeah. i tell you what would be excellent. Uh, you may be familiar with the historian Lucy Worsley. Of course. She wrote a book called Courtiers, Frank. I don't know if you can see where I'm going with this. But in Courtiers, described is a character with bushy hair and a roving look in his eye who like to eat raw onions. So you could actually oh. go as Peter the Wild. Oh. You'd have to be naked. I think you have to be recognisable, though, don't you? See, I'm, I like to choose my outfits for anything, on, on what looks good on me. Start there. Start with me. Really? I suit an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, Rooster Cogburn, um, uh-huh. Pirate, that yeah. um, maybe that one from Kill Bill, the uh, Daryl Hannah... Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe even in sexy, sexy nurse mode. You know when she has the red cross eye patch. Oh yeah, yeah, you'd suit that. Um, <laughs> obviously, if it, was a, if it was a standard fancy dress party, I'd go for uh, former um, Israeli Prime Minister Moshe Dayan, but uh, he's not fictional. <laughs> no, <laughs> he doesn't fit in my World Book Day at all. I'm sure he wrote a book, but uh, I imagine uh, there was lots of it missing because you can't judge distance with one eye. <laughs> So a lot of the time he was right, it wasn't quite reaching the paper. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 actually, if anyone's got any advice on any other um, eyepatch-based characters I could do... I don't mean generic pirate. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be a person. You see, I'd love to the Long John Silver. I mean, it doesn't I could, much Do you know better. I can see but he doesn't. That. He doesn't... Um, it's a myth, you see. You see some people do him with an eyepatch. In the, in the book, he doesn't have uh, oh. leg missing. But parrot, yes. Eyepatch, no.
That's uh, that's the things to say when you're going to be Long John Silver. One leg, one parrot, eye patch? No. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We're going to email corner, I think, Frank. Do you want the jingle? Do you know what? I oh, would actually you. quite like it. Oh, it's nice, isn't it? It's That's no nice way to go about it. We have to go searching. Here we go. Gives the show a bit of uniformity. Email corner. There it is. Uh, we have an email here. If it were done, it is best to were done, done quickly. quickly. Um, hi all, I listen to the podcast every week. I wouldn't call it a guilty pleasure... Mm. There's a bit of panic already that she's going <laughs> to a guilty pain. I don't even um, want to be in that Venn diagram I wouldn't with those call words. It a guilty pleasure. Well, I wouldn't want to be in the ones with pleasure. <laughs> but, I'm not, pleasure is. but I'm not sure I'd tell my peer group I listen. Mm. I can just tell me about I can it. already I sense mean. that this is a young person because there's several person? exclamation marks after all. Hi, all. Okay. It's, it's, I think her spelling's too good to be a young person, but anyway, well, carry on. How old is... Does it, she does reveals later okay. she's 24 years old. Oh, but, not, not young. Oh, but she wouldn't tell her lovely. peer group. I think we've got many 24-year-old listeners. Many. I wouldn't be surprised if... I think we've got eight. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if they text in now. The, the place I've had a 21-year-old before. I think we've got eight. I, if I remember rightly, looking at statistics, three of them are in a coma and they're only hearing the show as a, as a method of trying to wake them up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's crack on and see if we can uh, okay. help there. Um, I wouldn't hey, tell. Cop. I wouldn't tell my peer group I listen. Sorry about that. No explanation, just an apology. No, anyway, right. like Frank, I love all things Merlin, and every time you oh. mention it, I feel it she's affirms turned, me as a Merlin. Lover. She's won me over. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to say thanks, as I am often the subject of much ridicule for my addiction to anything on television that relates to Merlin and King Arthur times. Keep Merlin and King Arthur time <laughs> seems to be putting Merlin and King Arthur in the same bracket as Chico. Mm. It's Chico time. Yeah. <laughs> it's Merlin time. Or, or MC Hammer. Yeah. Stop. Okay. Hammer time. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, keep spreading the good word. Love Kirsty, 24 years old, air, A-Y-R, air in Scotland, air. which I worked in for a, f- oh, did a you? couple of summers. So let me get this right. I'm... There are people from air who don't think I'm cool enough. <laughs> truth. Yep. Truth. Yeah. Truth. Paul Hogan <laughs> on Absolute Radio this Shit. morning. You badger. <laughs> it's all right, that's clean, because Alf used to say it on Home and Away. So I think did. that's true, yeah. What else in email corner? This oh. is from Lynn O'Connor. In the 1980s, I remember being a voluntary worker with Frank... At this cinema, oh. we'll get to which cinema we're talking yeah. about. Him Ref- selling it, it tickets. It isn't the kind of cinema you're all thinking. It's no. very yes. Him selling tickets and me tearing them at the door. Ah. When we got chatting, Frank said that he was thinking about his stage name and wanted it to show his Brummie roots, so had thought up Tommy Tiptree or Harry Harborn. Tommy Tipton. Oh, she's called it Tiptree. That's all right. Oh. Tommy Tiptree. Sorry, Harry Lynn. Harborn, yeah, basically. Lynn O'Connor, but, you know. It's been a long time, though, hasn't it? And Des is not easy to live with, in no. fairness. How no. lovely to hear from Lynn so O'Connor. where was it again you worked, Frank? What was the I name worked, of the Can Lynn? I say, I also toyed with the idea of where's Bromwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you did that. I worked at a place called The Triangle in uh, Gosta Green, Birmingham. It was an art house cinema. We were paid mm-hmm. in art. Because uh, what they used to do is they used to pay us in tickets to see the films. Oh, Didn't lovely. get the money. 
So I saw films I would never... It was a very educational period. I remember seeing a, a Russian... A four-hour Russian documentary with subtitles in which virtually every person interviewed wore a white shirt. So wow. the subtitles were completely unreadable. <laughs> <laughs> no one had thought, hold on a minute. But anyway, so it was it was uh, happy times, though, I must say. Mm. That was... All. I also... Uh, I must have told you this story that a woman came in and... Uh, she was came up to the box office and she went in and I thought, oh God, I really liked her. And I had to go home. She was watching a long film. Mm-hmm. So I wrote her a letter saying, I just thought, you know, you looked amazing. I'd like to meet you and I'll be in so-and-so art gallery tomorrow at one o'clock. Aww. And she turned up. Wow. Um, but the next time, she, I, I asked her back to my bed seat and in so keen to impress her, I bought my first ever French stick. Oh, and uh, she didn't turn up for that. Oh, God. So you can imagine, having invested in a French stick, I felt like oh. I felt like rubbish. But still, we're, we're st- still in email corner. Well, I guess I was going to say we were going to say it together. That was very embarrassing. I'm happy to try and say it together. All in harmony. Do you want to give us a count? Ebony and now? Ivory. Come Three, on. two, one. We're, we're still, still in, in email, email corner. corner. Was, was I meant to join? Sounded like that Hitchhiker's no, no. Guide to the Galaxy no. character. You were, the ca- you were the counter in. That's fine. Oh, good. Why didn't he? Yeah. Why couldn't he join in the triumvirate? I felt a bit like the drummer hitting his sticks together. You know when they do that at the start of a song. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love it when like, when you see I a band live. And your they do role that, in that really was a bit um, Craig from Bros. Yeah, we were the gosses. Well, yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> so uh, where does this leave us? We've, uh, we've actually had a few texts in that I'd like to briefly sashay towards because Ooh. you were mentioning the eye patches. Um, one of my favourite texts that we've ever received, I think, <laughs> was um, pirates used to wear eye patches as a night vision aid. How about that? <laughs> that's all it says. I don't. That can't be correct. Can I think that's. Um, I think that might be true. Like I think looking with both eyes, perhaps it's. You'd see more darkness in a weird way. No, cover no, up no. I tell you what I think now I think about it. I reckon that if you've got a good eye and you wear an mm. eye patch on it, that if you're suddenly in darkness and you raise that eye patch, that retina is already accustomed to the dark. Oh. Like so being can, in a cinema. So you don't get your mm. readjustment period, you're straight in. So that w- when the, um, let's say, let's say it's the Marquis of Bath <laughs> yeah. um, passing on a, on a large... Um, luxury cruiser. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes it sound like Jane McDonald. Then um, the, he's struggling to, uh, to to get his uh, his night fishing together. It takes mm. what thirty seconds. Meantime, yeah. he's been hacked to pieces. Yeah. By um, you've got a head start on him on the Marquis of Bath, and I was like a head start on the Marquis of Bath. Yeah, it's very wise. So that's interesting, though. I like that. Mm. Um, yeah, so we can sashay back into email calls. I was thinking I could have been, uh, oh, you know, Odin. Um, see, it's difficult this because in the comics, Odin doesn't normally wear that eye patch. I don't. Or he didn't when I read Thor comics. Um, but in the I'm, film, I don't know mm-hmm. Odin. Anthony Hopkins. He wears like a. It, it, actually, speaking of the clip frame, it looks like one of the metal things from a clip frame, just clutching one one eye. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I can just wear an eye patch if I want to. I don't need a, I don't need a literary uh, model to do it. Dan from Worcester. Hi all. I'm a 25 year old listener. If that still counts, I'm consciously listening See? and enjoying your show. However, I am at work, so in comparison to work, I'd enjoy pretty much anything. Oh, oh. Mm. they lift, they pick you up, they knock you down. <laughs> Absolute. 
Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've been deluged with um, missives from our younger demographic. Oh. They do listen, Frank. Indeed. You see? Just wondering if you cared, but I'm a 14-year-old listener and two other of my friends listen to this radio s- station too. Fabulous. That's and from I, Ashwari. And I, and I know, who's that from? Ashwari. I found... About halfway through that, the voice broke and then went back again. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Absolute Radio, I'm a 26-year-old listener and I regard Absolute Radio as my cool, in inverted commas, listening, as I normally (laughs) listen to Radio 4 and have Absolute Radio on Saturdays for a treat. It's only just dawned on me that maybe my peers are not doing this. Ah, (laughs) that's it, the weekends, eh? Yeah. Mm. When weekends were special. Before mass unemployment. That's from Rhiannon, 26, and... uh, We've also had various missives about the eye patch question. Um, what <laughs> I like is the eye patch Matt, question. What happened of, to this show? Speaking of cool radio, <laughs> if you're Radio One and they're probably discussing the iPad, here we're discussing the eye patch. That's the difference. The eye patch um, question. Now here's a great text. I was saying, in case you've just tuned in. Um, because some people, they, they come in for Mark Crossley and they catch mm-hmm. the end of it, the way one used to catch the end of Tomorrow's World when one tuned in for Top of the Is Pops. Is that what we are? We're Tomorrow's World, aren't we? We are. In, oh, well, in many ways, we're Yesterday's World. Oh, God. <laughs> mm. But um, I was just saying that I suit an eye patch, and I was looking for some uh, people I could fancy dress up oh. as that would uh, allow me to cash in on that. Which then became a discussion about the effectiveness of the eye patch for night vision yes. amongst the pirate community. That was Frank. <laughs> that was Frank's <laughs> theorem as well, which I thought was a good theorem. Uh, which, uh, as you were saying it, somebody texted in saying Mythbusters proved it. Frank got it. So your 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 theory yeah, you that see? they mm. they kept the dark, eye dark and then they quickly adjusted. It makes was, absolute sense. Yeah, which is not the same. Absolute for, sense, um, I don't know if you know, is our new, <laughs> our new channel. Common sense channel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They should hey, use me, that? my voice is quite good for common no, sense. Ma- oh, um, you are Mr No Nonsense. Mag- Magnus Pike presents that. Um, um, 819 though, hi gang, Dennis here, a firefighter from London. Madness Pike, I think it is. <laughs> hi, de- hi Dennis. Pirates. A firefighter. Yes. Yeah, he sounds great, oh, doesn't I'll, he? I'll look you up sometime. Mm-hmm. Pirates used to wear eye patches so that when they boarded other ships, they could fight beneath deck. They would enter below and swap the patch over. I don't understand that. No, Do I don't know what. <laughs> so they could be, they lived a double life upstairs, downstairs. Well, so they'd go in on the dark bit of the boat yeah. and by swapping the patch over, the the uh, eye that has been in the dark is oh, adjusted. So we're still talking oh, about... He's yeah. on about no, night I thought attacks. he meant that you'd be yeah. rendered unrecognisable <laughs> by the swapping of the eye patch. Was oh, he David right, like Bowie? When Spider-Man puts his, his glasses on. <laughs> I thought <laughs> someone, someone below deck would say, God, there's even more of them. <laughs> there's a twi- uh, look, here's another. Is it, well, it looks a bit like that other one, but his eye got a different bad eye. And even then, that one seems like common sense compared to 870, who has texted, pirates wear an eye patch because the parrot on their shoulder pecks at their eyeball. That could happen. It could be a protection. I don't think that's why. <laughs> I really that's, don't. that's an urban myth. What they need is a, a person. Urban myth. They need a person. <laughs> How's that an urban myth? It's just you a hear that everywhere. Oh, they're always on about that. <laughs> Yeah. Every yeah. time Urban you go myths out from pirate era. <laughs> what they need is a sort of a so, you know the way in a cab you get that perspex in between the the driver and the, uh, the yeah. passenger because the parrot is essentially the passenger mm. yeah. in that settle. They should have you should have a perspex uh, face shield down there, 
Uh, what about those big? Do those big loopy earrings that pirates wear? Is that for the parrot to sit on? If it's if no, the that's, pi- Je- that's yeah. Jenny Murray. Is that maybe it's for the parrot to hold on to if the pirate has to run? So the parrot can put up one claw and hold on to it like you do when you're on the tube and you hold on to that loop. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I thought it was a trapeze <coughs> thing for the parrot. Lovely. No, I, I think that's uh, a little They're just a steady. Just put, just put one claw on there so they can. Oh, yeah. give it a bit of it's a their form of what well, I believe is called the strap handle. Uh-huh. Yeah, is that what it's called? I believe so. Well, that might be something else. Yeah, I'll, I'll check with my friends in the S and M community <laughs> about that. But I think we've I think we've got to the bottom of the pirate eye patch. Oh, I should think so. But who knows? I'm happy to hear more. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Thank you. Lots of pirate text still coming in. Good. We thought we sorted it, didn't we? we no, 850. Hi, Frank and Co. The pirate's earring was to buy him a Christian burial if he was killed abroad. Oh, I thought that was gold teeth. No. OK. They wear an Is eye that patch. why you got them? Yeah, so I could get a Christian burial <laughs> when I was abroad. Oh. It's not easy nowadays. No. They wear an eye patch because they are half cut and can only see out of one eye. Uh, I like the phrase half cuts, and I just I, feel I'll like it you, should be brought back. I'll tell you something now on on the subject of drunkenness and the eye patch. Mm-hmm. Um, is that I remember on occasions I getting so drunk that I got double vision, mm. and I mean proper. I don't mean one slightly ghost image. I mean two absolutely clear images of the same thing. And the only way you could cope with it was to put hand over one eye mm-hmm. oh, to yeah. stop it. So uh, an eye patch would be good in that. Uh, in that, in your drinking days, yeah, an and it's patch. not a lot of luggage to carry about, is it? It's not like you're an eye patch carrying no. heavy prep for drunken. Gabrielle managed it. it. Yeah. Well, didn't she just have a sort of a fringe? Though, did she wear an eye patch? No, she had an eye patch. Full on eye patch. Well, I could go as her then. We've had an email in. Uh, this is to the three of us, but it's directed oh. specifically at Frank, inspired by your love of <coughs> David's bum. <coughs> Yeah, we should say that this is not a David Baddiel reference. This is... Um, <laughs> is it yeah. David Beckham? This is... No, I went... Was it Donatello's David? Donatello's David in Florence. Again, not Donatello Versace, but... Oh, yeah. No, uh, it's... A, Renaissance artist. It's, it's a paint... It's a, a sculpture, and uh, it, it's a sort of a, a scantily clad um, man with a few flowers. And, uh, and a little hat, I, I found almost. it strangely fascinating. I found that it tapped into a darker... Not darker, but a different part of my mm. psyche. <laughs> yes. The love that dare not speak its name. <laughs> it's exactly. <laughs> I have to recommend Napoleon as Mars the Peacemaker in Absolute oh, yes. House London. I'm a postgraduate student in the history of art and went recently with my class. We spent a good hour stood behind him, admiring. Obligatory night's move, if M ever fancies a free tour around the court old galleries with a 21-year-old broke student, etc. Well, I agree about... Um, Napoleon as master peacemaker. He has, I think I can say this on breakfast television, a, a very fabulous bottom. Mm. I think he can, yeah. Perfect. But he does have... Has he, has he got junk in the trunk? I'll tell you <laughs> what he has got. No, not no, no it's, um, it's very... Uh, Pert. Yes. Uh, very John Pertwee. <laughs> um, but what he has got is on one shoulder, he's got a pile of material. He looks like um, Jenny Murray, Radio 4's Jenny Murray mm-hmm. at a, uh, at the fetish club. Because oh. he's naked, and then he's got this sort of weird scarf a on one shoulder. Scarf. Yeah. Of course, if you're into um, sculpted buttocks, there is um, 
Venus of the Beautiful Buttocks, which is uh, is actually the name of a. Uh, that was an L O L O, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, that was not that. That was oh. uh, that was the Madonna with the yeah. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, Venus is it's a proper classical statue that's called that Venus of the Beautiful Buttocks. Well, I haven't heard this. Well, can I, I say, did not ask that for the can I say, statue. It of me. delivers. It does what it, it says delivers. on the tin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Having heard this, I've been keeping my eye out whilst I've been in London at the oh, uh, various statues <laughs> um, to see if I see any uh, statues with excellent bums. And I've seen a surprising number of them with long flowing cloaks and thought, I don't yeah. know how Frank would feel about this. Would he be going, I love the cloak, or I'd quite like to see the bum? I don't well, know. I don't me, know where you'd stand on that. I don't used to think that I'm a bum person. I mean, when I was talking about the, 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 the David statue, it was, it was just his general ambiance. Mm. Someone else has... has oh. He has a playful look on his face. They've made this more bottom-centric. Yeah, and he's in the <laughs> contraposto position. He's coy. He's coy. He is coy. Come hitherish. Mm. Oh, God, he's come hither. That's not Frank. Frank's a fan of the Burgers of Calais, aren't you, Frank? I am. I passed the, Virg- the Burgers of Calais. <laughs> no. Oh, no. And I know, I know we, even in the middle of the horsemeat scandal, I'll always stop and look at the Burgers <laughs> of Calais. And, uh, oh, I love it. Uh, can I, I recommend that? It's near the Houses of Parliament. Mm. It's a Rodin. It's got, it's got a bit flash mm-hmm. today. Mm. So it's got a bit um, radio for I'm sorry if there's any... Uh, any idiots listening and feel, <laughs> feel alienated, I can assure you we'll be back next week with lots of um, rubbish to talk about. Um, <laughs> is that all right to say? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so, um, look, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again uh, this time next week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Now get out. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. 